Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Last week, we talked about one of the primary figures of Advent, John the Baptist. Focusing on his message, we noted that he preached a call to be baptized, a, a baptism of repentance, to turn from doing things our way and to make a fresh start at living by God's commands. He also foretold of the one to come, Jesus, who would baptize his followers in the Holy Spirit. And so in our preparation for the coming of the Lord Jesus, the advent of our Savior, we are to practice baptism and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And today, we are going to look at another towering figure of Advent, Mary, the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. And just as we are familiar with John the Baptist, what he, what he looked like and those kinds of things, we are also familiar with Mary. When we meet her in the scriptures, she is a young woman. Many scholars believe she would be in her teens. And she is what we would call in our, in our day, engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, who was probably a lot older than Mary. And she lived in a small town called Nazareth. In her day, the population is believed to be about 400 people. Interestingly, the population of Nazareth today is above 77,000 people, so it's a pretty good-sized town. She came from a poor and humble family, certainly not wealthy. And it was in the sixth month, while Mary was going about her day, when the angel Gabriel announced to her that she will give birth to a son and name him Jesus. And this is no ordinary son. The angel Gabriel declared, He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. And of course, this is our Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord, the one who came and died and rose from the grave, making a way for us to be forgiven of our sins, to be reconciled to God. And he ascended to the Father and sent the Holy Spirit to transform us and heal us and lead us into the truth of Holy Scripture. And when Mary heard the news of the angel Gabriel and the birth of Jesus, she asked how she was going to give birth since she was a virgin. And the angel declared that it was a miracle of God by the Holy Spirit because nothing is impossible with God. And her response was this, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. In her words and actions, she displayed what it means to be God-fearing, to fear God, what it means to be a disciple, a believer. She expressed it so beautifully with obedience and trust. And such is the posture that we should have as we wait for the coming of Jesus Christ to be obedient and to trust Mary trusted God even in the midst of what we can assume to be insults and conjectures of her pregnancy during her engagement. Mary was obedient even in the midst of trial, and I'm sure fear, 
She trusted the plan of God even when her whole world caved in around her. And such should be our posture. To trust in God even when the whole world seems to have gone mad. To be obedient to God even when our culture, our society says we are wrong. Even to accuse us of being evil or ignorant because we believe a certain way because of the Holy Scriptures. Trust and obedience in the face of such pressure is not easy. But it is what we are called to do as followers of Jesus Christ. And we have more of Mary's message too. It comes to us in the form of a song. It is found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, 46 through 55. Just a few verses after our Gospel reading for today, And we heard her song. We responded to it in our canticle. It is known as the Magnificat, the Song of Mary. And it is her expression, her response to what God was doing through her and her relative Elizabeth, who was pregnant with John the Baptist. She expresses the greatness of the Lord. She rejoices because of what God was doing. And she has such a grasp of the gospel, the good news. And it expressed in her song so powerfully. Listen to the words again. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy. It's a dynamic song. And the good news is so profound. God is lifting up those who have been cast down. It mirrors the time. When Jesus, after his 40 days in the wilderness, the fasting that he had, he goes to his hometown, to Nazareth, and on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, which was his custom, and he stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Very similar, this gospel. The good news is not that the powerful become more powerful, that those who do evil become even greater in this world. That wouldn't be good news. That's not the good news. Jesus came so that the broken, the poor, the lame, the blind, both physically and spiritually, would be healed. And it is good news to the least of these, to the outcasts, the forgotten, the marginalized, the ones who have been pushed aside. And as we hear the message of St. Mary today, we should ask, who are the least of these in our world? And there are many. The good news is to stand up for those without a voice and to use 
our voice, our influence, our money, our time to speak up and help those that need help. And there are so many. The list includes children that make their way through the foster care system. The list includes the child in the womb who is discarded by abortion and fear. The list includes people of color who have lived and continue to live under prejudice and unjust laws that continue to wreak havoc in only certain communities. The list includes refugees, the elderly, the poor, the sick, the disabled, and those whose lives have been torn apart by war, environmental disasters, and human trafficking. The good news of the gospel, the message of Mary and her song, is that the God of the universe, the creator of the world, hears the cries of his people. He is the God of mercy and is doing something about the ones who have been cast out and forgotten. Where is God in this world? God came to earth, incarnate, Jesus Christ. He came to set us free and give us a hope and a future. He came to transform this world. He came to die so that we may receive the forgiveness of our sins. And when we repent and receive the grace of God by the power of the Holy Spirit, we are given a new hope a living hope, a transforming hope, the hope that Jesus will come again and make all things new and make all things right, just. And as we wait, as we prepare for the coming of Jesus, the advent of our Lord, we work to transform the here and now, to get things ready for the return of the King, We don't settle for the same old, same old, but we prepare for the advent of our Lord. St. Mary's message is a call to prepare, to get ready, a call to be obedient and to trust in God's plan, a call to proclaim the good news to the lowly, the hungry, and the poor. God is on the move through his people. That's you and I. We are preparing the way of the Lord, making his path straight, making a highway for his coming. And when he comes, and on that day of justice, when he shall come again in power and great triumph to judge the world, may we without shame and without fear rejoice to behold his appearing. Because we, like Mary, proclaim the greatness of the Lord. Because we, like Mary, rejoice in God who is our Savior. And through this young, engaged, pregnant teenager, the hope of the world was born. And he changed the world forever. And we carry that message in this world even to the least of these. On this final Sunday of Advent, as we wait and prepare for Jesus, liturgically with Christmas, in our lives for the second coming, our prayer continues to be, 
come, Lord Jesus, come. And we, by God's grace, put our hand to the plow and work in preparation for the coming of our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.